Welcome to this segment of Soul, Silence, and Sound. This is brought to you by Be Simply. segment of soul silence and sound and this is brought to you by be simply this is suzanne toro and i want to thank you all for joining in right now and taking the space just to listen a little bit sit in silence and then receive sound and these weekly talks are really intended to meet your spiritual practice wherever it is or your theological faith practice and enrich how you're going through life and give you the opportunity to dive a little deeper into communing with your soul. So I wanted to talk about uh, non-duality. And earlier this week, I did a segment on loving self. And this is something interesting to talk about right now because society is so polarized that we have this opportunity to contemplate this. And even in many theological faiths, it's uh, dualistic, meaning if you don't do this, then you've committed a sin. If you don't do this, then you're going against the values of the, the tenets of the synagogue or the church or the mosque or whatever it might be. Uh, or you've broken your vows of refuge. There's all these things that can be construed as polarities. And what I like to explain is, especially uh, in the practice of yoga, for instance, there's it's an undoing, it's not a doing, where there are many faiths. And if you have questions in particular with your faith, feel free to email me. Um, but in many faiths, there's a very specific maybe commandment or way that you're to be and that that's the interesting thing in, in yoga. There's a, it's an undoing if you meet it that way, where everything just kind of unravels and gets simpler and simpler and simpler. So the non-duality is this entering into this field where there is no judgment, where it's understanding that all things are where they are based on cause and effect. And so I'm going to, ask you all just to listen to my words with the understanding of the continuum meaning infinity. Even if your worldview or life view is of, of one shot, meaning that you have this light and then you'll go to your kingdom of heaven, that's fine. Still view it as eternal because that is your eternal resting place, right? So you're going to this other place and you get to be there, right? Or you have a different, uh, thing you're going to do. Even from Eastern perspective, you could get to Nirvana, which would be equal to kingdom in heaven for your eternal resting place. That's the understanding that's passed down in this moment. So why I share that is if you just look at it as that everything continues, no matter where you go, no matter what room you end up in, what what cloud in the sky you end up in or what planet or land you end up back on. Everything keeps going. So with that, the value of non-dualistic perspective, as long as you participate in this universe and in this world system, is 
that it brings you similar to a yogic practice. It brings you into the state of being that one will not cause any suffering. And then number two, you will have a deeper understanding as to why all things are. And so some people might use the concept of non-duality to kind of evade taking responsibility in the present moment or what's used a lot these days is bypass certain things and or just be apathetic or not even like completely ignore what's going on. And so that's not really the premise of the Heart Sutra is what I'm talking about is when you go beyond you understand that all things are and all things aren't. And what it does is if you can retain staying in there, sometimes people have reached states of samadhi where they get into a very blissful state so high that nothing can permeate them, but it's in this density is hard to sustain that potentially for long periods of time. And that's why in Eastern teachings, it's uh, shown that you can reach this in one lifetime, meaning when you cross through your death gateway that you could sustain and get to the nirvana, aka the final kingdom in heaven with your God, whatever it might be, or end up in another world system. The value when you go through that process is that you're staying in a resonance that is uh, so pure that it'll do two things for you. One, you'll, you're not going to cause harm. So the people that espouse to understand this, but then are very self-centered and uh, aren't able to really take action without thinking of themselves first, this is a, a sign that they don't really understand. It doesn't mean that if you're fully in a non-dualistic space that sometimes you might take action in accordance to the best interests of all. And it may perceptually look like you're taking something for oneself. Yet when you're in that place, just imagine for a moment that you cross over a bridge and you're standing on the other side of the bridge and you see like the reality of all things, like you see the truth of all things and suddenly it all makes sense. And then you feel the divinity running through every aspect of your being and all the beings that you're witnessing. And then at that same time, you see these chain reactions of all these things and you realize that how important it is to be cautious with your action because there is a cause and effect, a, a ley line. So it actually brings more consciousness and more awareness to your voice, to your mind, to your heart, and to every action that you take. However, if you're able to sustain it, it'll be so succinct that you will know exactly what to do in every moment because you're flowing from a space of divinity and it's not this divisive space. So then if we cross back over the bridge for a second and you're back in your 3D suit and you have polarities and judgment and all these things that are happening right now, uh, that brings your vibration down because it brings it into suffering. However, if you can welcome yourself to rise up and really 
feel into all aspects of what is in and around you, you will have this really um, beautiful understanding of where you're to take action, where you're not to take action, where you're actually causing harm, even if it's in the guise of doing good. And you start to become more fluid. And this is a very selfless act because you're not in a space of really, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know, trying to rule the world, so to speak. You're in a space of like, how do I navigate this video game and really keep all my tokens, all my merit, and not cause any harm to anyone in the pathway. Hence, I would lose some of my tokens or all of them. So if you think of it that way, then things start to slow down and you realize, hmm, I want to be a little bit more aware and mindful of where I'm putting my energy, observe, examine, and give myself the grace and space to make my choices. And so the more and more fluid you become with this, the system will completely move through a neutral point, meaning that you're not out in the world with an agenda or a boundary or a soapbox to stand on. You're out in the world as an instrument of peace. You, you are a fellow peacemaker in the universe. And that divinity that equanimity that runs through each and every one of us gives us all the potential to be that, to be peaceful, to be in peace and to exchange peace. And that peace is really joyful. It's not joy in the grasping way. It's just, it's just happy, you know, and there's kindness and love and it's overflowing and so I know right now it can be really hard because we are at this like very fascinating moment on the planet. And even for all faiths, no matter what's written in your scriptures, the energy will continue no matter what your scriptures say and how they finish. There will be a new book. There will be a new chapter. There will be ones discovered that you never read before. Either way, you know what's happening in the present moment. You have all the clues that you need and you have the free will to make a choice. And so I encourage, the reason I share this is I really encourage you to, if inspired, to start the simple practice is that as you're having conversations, as you're having even thoughts with yourself about others, as you're engaging with the world around you, you have the opportunity to step back, use your meditative repose, step back and observe not only from your vantage, but from all directions. And when you start observing the role you play and the role that other people play and looking at it from their perspective and your perspective, it'll become fluid. It sounds a little clunky right now, but it'll become fluid for you. 
this is how that non-dualistic lens arrives because you're like, wow, you know, and even, you know, when I'm teaching a class and I check in with everyone and everyone's in a different place. And I used to say this when my kids were young and our family unit was all together as one. I'd be like, and dogs, you know, I was like, there's, you know, I used to question like, how is world peace possible? We all are operating from a different lens and a different emotion. And sometimes it was chaotic. Sometimes it was fun. Sometimes it was easy. The point being is as soon as you say, I'm going to look around and see what's going around me in any given moment and seeing if I can assist. And when one steps in and assists, something typically resolves almost immediately. It's, it's very fascinating. And uh, that's all this, this chain reaction starts to have. Just, just like we create karmic chain reaction, we can c- create divine reaction. This is where the miracles happen. They're, they're really beautiful and miraculous. And it's, it's not because you believe in this, that, or the other. It's because you're walking in your divinity in that moment and are willing to put yourself aside and examine all what is and be like, whoa. And sometimes it's a humble pie moment. Sometimes it's like, wow, <laughs> I just did that. But that's okay. Let that go and then step into that divine moment where you can start to observe what is. And if you can't, in that moment, walk away and let your affect come down. Sit, take a day, take a couple days just to like reflect, self-reflect, become self-aware because that's what's happening. We're becoming a self-aware society. And so all these lower vibrational activities that society has been seduced into participating in are quickly dissolving. And so there's really no reason to take the bait. There's no reason to take the bait. The bait's going to come from all different directions. It's going to come from scientific, political, spiritual, religious, family units, emotional, psychological, all pop culture, headlines, everywhere right now. And there's no reason to take the bait because bit by bit, those lower vibrational manipulations are going to dissipate. And as soon as you realize that you don't have to take the bait, then there's one less being, meaning you, that is decided, I'm not going to feed into this. And then the consciousness continues because then you realize where you're maybe being divisive or manipulative in your own life. And then you start to take responsibility for that. You realize like, wow, I, I don't have to do that anymore. Even though you were taught it, it was passed down to you from generation to generation, that you can stand up in your voice and you can observe and be in right action. And sometimes that's just being silent. So what this might look like for each and every one of you is, is first the simple point of what I just explained. It's just observe. Especially if you're an overthinker and tend to talk a lot, take day, a couple days to not speak or take one day a week. I have a good friend. He has a uh, silent Mondays and I love that. I love being in silent retreat. Uh, and those that have gone on retreat with me and 
surprisingly been put in silent retreat understand the value of that. And so if in day-to-day, moment-to-moment life, if you decide just to be silent, just to take some space to listen more, speak less, you'll get clearer on where your words, where your actions are needed. And then gently from there, from observing, is when we move into a non-dualistic lens, a lot shifts because it's not so much about, do I like this or that? It's really about like, well, what's, what's in the highest and best in this moment? And the internally, spiritually, this is the one thing that doesn't get watered consistently, especially in this day and age. Otherwise, we wouldn't be in this state of affairs that we're in. So any and all beings that feel that their institution or their path is the one, I would say we all failed because look at the state of affairs. Our mind creates the reality. We co-created this reality. We consented, and this is the time to stop consenting and change your pathways. And that happens through the heart space. It happens through your spiritual practice. It happens through taking responsibility with how you're showing up. And those little actions can build quickly. You all have equal influence over the entire world. Each one of us has equal influence. We're all an instrument in this collective resonance that we're we're putting out each and every day. So with that being said, If you take time to really step into your heart space and really make an effort not to manipulate and be divisive through your heart and through your spiritual practices or your faith-based practices, meaning you ostracize and isolate and divide through the divine, just let that go. Be the instrument, embody the peace, embody the divinity. And this is where you'll start to understand everything that's happening. You'll start to understand what's unfolding, how you can help, what it doesn't serve to dissipate, not by judging it, by a knowing. You'll operate from knowing, not believing, knowing. See, how we were led to be manipulated to this point on this world system was through the idea that if you believe it, it has such a huge power and you were not informed that if you know it, it'll have the, it'll have no power over you. If you know something, no matter what someone says, if you know it and knowing's different than believing it, it can't even impact you. If you believe it, but you don't know it, you still can get emotionally riled up and divided and divisive because you haven't experienced the knowing. And so as we go into meditation, I encourage you from a spiritual place, what do you feel you know? And even if you think you know, you know maybe one 
situation or one moment, I encourage you to go deeper with that. Welcome yourself to have a deeper understanding. I can only share from my perspective that I've known concretely certain things and they've deepened and they keep deepening and deepening. And I'm like, whoa, this is so amazing. But it started with the knowing. It didn't start with blind faith. It started with something I knew concretely that I had experienced. And then it, it kept giving. And this will help you move from judgment and division to a non-dualistic perspective in every aspect of your life. And yes, there will be times that you will be tested. There will be times where you will know where you need to redirect your attention. And it's not for anything other than this deep, deep spiritual knowing from your wisdom keeper inside. And that does not need to be explained. And it's no nothing offensive to another. It's just a knowing. And the more that we get in harmony with that, with one another, we'll start to realize like, wow, the song changed. It's time for us to go back to our seats across the ballroom. And then it's time, a new song starts and it's time to dance with another. This is how life goes. This is how the universe works. So I encourage each and every one of you to deepen your understanding of what you know within your spiritual and or faith-based practice. Dive deeper because there's a lot of things that are going to be revealed that are so fascinating and will be fun to talk about. And then from there, I encourage you to objectively observe the world around you from all different lenses to the best of your ability and don't get stuck in it. Do it as a fluid, fast forward, like, oh, what would it be like if I was in their shoes? And that way you will move into this graceful space of yourself that's not really in the divide and conquer space, but it'll be in this fluid, like, how can I be that instrument of peace in this moment? You know, and if you're feeling rowdy, there's places you can go to have a good time and kick up your heels you know, whether it's a mosh pit or, you know, a drumming circle or an opportunity to exert some energy to get that out. But we don't have to do it with one another. And it could be productive, some, you know, could build a building or something. So as we go into this section of sound or silence and then sound, I just welcome you to let everything I just said wash over you. Just let it go. And then I welcome you to come up into an upright seated position. Really extend the spinal column up and then drop those shoulders down. Feel that conduit running up and down your spine. And then I welcome you to take a nice gentle breath in. And out. Again, inhale. And exhale. 
another one. Inhale. And exhale. Good. And as you continue to breathe in and out, I welcome you to follow your natural breathing pattern. Allow that to be your mantra. Feel free to have a focal point down in front of you or gently close your eyes.
gently from there, I welcome you to gently lean back and recline or move fully into Shavasana, a prone position on your back with your palms facing upward as we transition into receiving sound. As you settle in, just take a nice gentle breath into the heart. and out again inhale and exhale and one more inhale and exhale And then continue to follow your natural breathing pattern.
Taking a soft, gentle breath in and out of your heart center, gently breathing in and out. Again, inhale and exhale. Another one, inhale. And exhale. And then gently from there, just bring your awareness back to my speaking voice. And feel free to stay where you're at, or you can rise up into a seated position when you're ready. And then just taking another deep breath in and out. Again, inhale and exhale. 
And I'd like to remind each and every one of you in this moment that you have the capacity and the power to be an instrument of peace. And there's nothing that needs to be grasped for. It's an allowing. There's no need to have rigidity. I welcome you to find that suppleness in your mind and your body and your heart and your willingness to see where you can be of service. As inspired, practice from there. Until next time, I want to give thanks to Random Rab, Dante Marino, and Kadri Scott for your contribution to this segment. And thank you all for listening in. And until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply. Don't try to push for a hit.